Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Woods. And I'm Brock Martin. Today we are talking about how to inherit eternal life. This time. Guys, we are pulling out of Scripture here from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, starting in verse 25, when a scholar of the law stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus actually turned and asked him the question, Well, what is the law and how do you interpret it? And the scholar said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And what we're going to do is break this up into two different episodes, part one, part two, go after how do we love God with all of our heart, being, strength, and mind, and how do we love neighbor as self? No, and I love that we are talking about this topic because really we're all kind of asking this question of, of ourselves, right? What, what do I need to do to get to heaven? Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the question. Like if you get everything else in life right, but get this wrong, you are an eternal failure and you're going to spend eternity separated from God. But if you get this question right, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Everything else in your life could go completely wrong, mm-hmm. but but you win. You get to spend eternity in heaven with our Lord. Uh, so I, I think this is a perfect question for us. And that it also appears in Matthew 22, verses 34 and following, where it's a lawyer asks the question to Jesus, what is the great commandment in the law, which is the great commandment of the law. So kind mm-hmm. of a different take on that too. Same answer from Jesus. And it's funny, there's a great legendary Jesuit priest that used to work here at the seminary. He's, he's now with the Lord. And he ended a homily once. This is when I was in grad school and we had mass at the seminary with the seminarians. He said, a lot of you are gonna get to heaven by backing out of hell, right? Like just, I don't wanna go to hell. So we're gonna end up hopefully then getting into heaven. But Brock, your Instead question. of pursuing something, we're exactly. avoiding something. Exactly. So this is more of the, we should be proactive, yep. receptive mm. to God's grace, asking, trying to get to heaven, not just landing there because we were afraid of the other. Yep. Which like is that. still good. I mean, hey, if we're afraid of hell and we get to heaven, then praise God, we're there. Yeah, yeah you got to play. But we want, we want to keep the bar a little You got to play good offense and good defense That's right. to win, right? So there's a couple things in here that I, I kind of want to break down with you guys. So one, there's the different ways that we can love the Lord your God, with heart, being, strength, and mind. But there's also a key word in here that I think is critical, and that's the word all. And he uses it every single time. And again, I'm looking at Luke 10, starting verse 25, that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your being, all of your strength, and all of your mind. And that's very intentional. Mm, and kind of intimidating. I, I mean, when I read these words, the first thing I do is sit back and say, okay, am I loving the Lord with my strength, with my mind, with my being, and with my heart? That's the first question. And the second question is, am I using all of those parts? Mm, great question. <laughs> no, I, I say it's intimidating because it is intimidating. I mean, I look at myself in the mirror and yeah, I, I do try. I'm trying to be a saint. I'm trying to be the man that God is calling me to be. But if I'm being honest with myself, give me a break. There are huge portions of my heart, with my being, with my strength, with yep. my mind that I am not loving the Lord with. And and it's it's intimidating because it's hard. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot there. I mean, the answer is no. So I'm not doing it. I'm not consistently loving the Lord, my God, with all four of those areas. And I'm certainly not loving him in all of those areas. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why this question is so 
critical is here we are three dudes trying to become saints, trying to live holy lives and yet fall in short. And so I imagine our listeners probably feel the same. So let's talk about that. How do we do that? How do we love the Lord your God with your heart? How do we do it with our being? How do we do it with our strength? And how do we do it with our mind? Yeah. Let's just take one at a time. And then how do we then use all of those areas to do that? So if, let's just start with our heart. How do we love the Lord your God with all of our heart? So I think this goes back to the, the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. And the first three have to do directly with our relationship with God. And when you talk about all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, Jesus is kind of summarizing, I think, those particular pieces of the first three, excuse me, Ten Commandments. And don't idle other gods. Keep holy the Sabbath. Don't take the Lord's name in vain, right? What comes out of our mouth? What do we do with our time? And what do we do with with kind of our heart and that, that worship, relationship yeah. with God? And I think that's, you know, we could break that down. I don't know if you guys want to get into that, but I think that's one way just to remember the, the Ten Commandments. We talk about what does this actually mean? And he summarizes that in, in all of what we do, which I think is great because we could spend in a lot of time just talking about the Sabbath and yeah. what do we do on Sundays? Mm-hmm. What do we do with hopefully the language? We've kind of hit on that, so I don't know that we well, I think we're going to get into that because I think that falls into being. On maybe, the Sunday right? thing? How do, yeah, on the Sunday thing. How do we be? Yeah. Um, when, I, when I'm looking at heart, and so I'm, I'm just going through Scripture right now, and the one that jumps out to me, and we've all heard it before, this is in Luke chapter 12, verse 34, where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. And uh, what an immediate and quick and easy examination of heart. Where and how are we spending our money? Amazon owns my heart. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Um, And and that's a great point, Thomas, is we could look at two different things. One, are we actually giving to charity? Are we... Are we tithing? tithing? Yeah. Are we alms giving? Are we giving more than just a tithe? But but let's start with tithe. Are we tithing our money? That would be one concept. And then two, where's the rest of that money going? I just had a conversation yesterday with some friends about our purchases being needs versus wants. Oh yeah. And how often do we just buy crap that we want and don't actually need? And I think that's a heart issue. Because we're trying to fill this wound in our heart with material goods that make us feel good. No, and I love that, Thomas, that you mentioned the first commandment there, you know, don't have strange gods before me. This is the issue of the heart, is mm-hmm. what are what are things in my life that I am like placing before my relationship with God? Is mm-hmm. it the Denver Broncos? Is it my bank account? Is it, you know, stuff yep. at work? Is it stuff with my friends? Is it, you know, pleasures and, and different pleasures that I pursue mm-hmm. and, and things like that? There are things in my life, you know, maybe not if you look at the life as a whole, but there are moments in my life where I am prioritizing mm-hmm. these things above God. And that's, that's, an that's issue a of wound the of the heart. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. But all of those come into being as well because you act on those things. So you mentioned the Denver Broncos or football in general. How often are we turning our Sundays, and Thomas will we'll go there because you brought it up a little bit, how often are we turning our Sundays in to revolve around a sporting event mm-hmm. or an activity as opposed to... Or fantasy football. Worship fantasy football. Worship or time with family, an opportunity to rejuvenate mm-hmm. b- before the week ahead. I think we're prioritizing other gods, other idols, as opposed to the one true mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Do you wear a Broncos jersey to mass? Is that related to this? Are you actually making God the most important thing on a Sunday? Maybe that's a hard challenge for some of you guys. I think that could be a nice practical tip, though, is dress up dress up for mass. This mm-hmm. is the most important part of your week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So, so what do you do on Sunday? Because I think for a lot of us, and I've, I've fallen into this and I have to challenge myself on this, Sunday becomes the leftover day. Hmm. Oh, I didn't get to do that. I'll do it on Sunday. I didn't do that. I'll do it on Sunday rather than if I given my, my, all of myself on the Sabbath, on the Sunday to the Lord. And that can mean different things, but typically mm-hmm. it's, it's, to, it's to, to worship and to recreate to spend time with family, yep. right? Now, Not the three of us lawn. might be a little bit different in how we spend our Sundays, right? Sure. I, I watch the Denver Broncos. Brock, do you watch football, yeah. would you say, each Sunday? 85%. Okay, and I, I would say we watch probably more than that, 90%, you know, um, unless they're, for of some all reason. all the games or just the no, Broncos No, 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 just the Broncos games. No, <laughs> in college, <laughs> I used to watch all three games, the 11, the 2, and Sunday Night Football. There you go. Uh, but that was a disorder, right? And so I had to fix that. Oh. But Thomas, you don't watch football anymore, really, right? And so no. we spend our Sundays differently, but I don't think either one of them are off. So what I am right, not sure. saying is you cannot watch football on a Sunday. Neither That's not right. what I'm saying. What I am saying is football cannot become your God, your idol, mm. in which other things revolve around that. Yeah, well said. Yeah, if, for example, you bring you bring your family into it, right? So it's a yep. beautiful opportunity it's for a you guys. It's a family opportunity thing, right? So yep. how many guys forget about the relationships in their life just to zone in on football, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I think, where you're living an idol. Yeah, if my family, and, and my wife is very sacrificial, God love her, she would never choose to watch a three-hour football game on a Sunday, but she will because she knows it's something I enjoy, my son enjoys it, and so we turn it into this family event where 80% we're all watching it together. And if if it's not the three of us, it's at least the two of us, me and my son. But if it was just me and they were uninterested, I don't think in good conscience I could continue doing that. That's a that. good clarification. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for, yeah, for me, it's not football that would draw me away from my family, but it's us. Are we shopping? Are we doing things that actually feed our consumer mm-hmm. the, 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 the brokenness in us that just wants more stuff, yeah. right? And, and again, have we prioritized the rest of our week in such a way where I don't need to go to the store on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Right. Or did I do something on Saturday that was really fun and instead of shopping so that now I have to shop on Sunday. Yep. Right. It's that leftover day. It's all crap. Yeah, Monday we in- is the day. Ne- it's tomorrow. So I need to get all this stuff done. We intentionally put our chores on Saturday. So when it comes to mowing the lawn or doing our Costco run or whatever it is, right thing. we do that on Saturday. That's good. And then Sunday is typically kind of uh, uh, empty. Right. Mass. We always do mass, obviously. And then the, a football game during football season. But the rest of it's kind of like, hey, so what, what should we do? What do how do we want to fill this time together as a family? And that oftentimes includes getting outdoors, pending the weather and going on a hike and, and kind of getting out in nature and things like that. OK, can we go to strength next? Sure. Um, and then I think mind is a good one as well. But what what would you guys say? How do we love the Lord our God with all of our strength? That's a great question. I don't even know the exegesis on that. I don't either. The first thing that comes to my mind, and this may be way out in left field, is I think St. Paul, um, and maybe it's the author of Hebrews, but who is probably St. Paul, but talks about how the Christians had not yet resisted sin to the point of shedding blood. And there's a there's an aspect of that, that loving the Lord with all your strength, that I actually am capable of saying no to way more stuff and sacrificing way more for the sake of the gospel and I don't because I like comfort. I like hmm. I like control. I like things to be the way that I like them. And and so I again could be out in left field, but when I hear love the Lord with all your strength, it's like, is my will, am I am I 
able to choose God in the face of other things that I like. Mm. So and, in the face of temptation, where's your strength? Yeah. That, I, that's did I summarize that? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's awesome. You think effort, I would go back to, we talked about intentionality, I mm-hmm. think with Father Dyer and the lessons from a communist spy, I think, mm-hmm. you know, are we intentional with the way we try to love the Lord? Again, mm-hmm. going back to how do we plan for it? How do we spend our time? Mm-hmm. That strength of, of just willing it to the point where we'll put everything else to the sides so that we can enter into how we love him. You know, an example that comes to me, Brock, is let's go back to football. So when a commercial comes on or they show the cheerleaders, is our strength to the point? Are we willing it to look away or do we lust? Yeah. What choice are we making in that moment, even in the midst of a good, uh, the entertainment of a football game, when immodest cheerleaders or an immodest commercial comes on, are we, is our strength to look away? Do, mm-hmm. Are we loving the Lord our God to choose in that moment a different action than just to to indulge in the moment Mm -hmm. and this could be walking on the street this could be a movie this could be all sorts of things but in in our strength are we in that moment of temptation finding strength due to our love of the lord our god Mm -hmm. to choose virtue over vice no i think that's spot on nailed it the effort the desire we talked about our trevor williams picture for the mets of yep do we do we desire to not sin the way we desire to to win or do yeah. other things, yeah. right? You know, a lot of saints had said, and I'd, I'd love to find it in one of the saints' letters and, and to see who it was attributed to. But he says, death over sin, that I would rather have death than willingly choose sin. And even I just, venial sin. Even venial sin. And I just love that. That's the mantra that goes through my mind when I find mm-hmm. myself in moments of temptation. It's like, death over sin, let's go! You know, where... Would I choose just death over the idea of choosing sin? Yeah. And that that's that's one of those ways that I find strength due to my love for the Lord, that would I choose death over even venial yeah. sin. No, I think that sums it up perfectly. What about mind? I'm curious what how do you Well we had a we had an episode mind? on this with Dr. Andrew Swafford about just what are we reading? Mm-hmm. And I think in in other podcasts we've talked about scriptures and spiritual conversations. How are we growing in our understanding of who God is? Are we getting to know the person of Jesus Christ through scripture? You know, Curtis Martin talks often to the focus staff about and and even everyone that he speaks to, reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts over and over and over in prayer. And I think that is loving the Lord our God through our mind. Are we willing to get to know him through his word in scripture? Are we reading other good spiritual books? Are we reading lives of saints? How are we getting to know him? How are we following falling deeper in love with him through through our education of him, through our education of the church, her teachings, the lives of the saints, like I mentioned, through our mind? That that's where I go. Yeah. And I think that you go back to, to what we do on a Sunday. You mentioned like going for walks. The, the concept of wonder, do we allow our mind to wonder and to, to just live in awe of what God has done in our life, but also in creation? So when we go out, do we, do we stop and look at the flower and have that childlike faith in that moment to mm-hmm. wonder at the, the beauty of what God has done? I, I mean, beautiful churches, do we stop and do we allow our mind to just be lifted up to the transcendent? Truth, beauty, goodness, beauty is one of those, right? Yeah. Do we allow ourselves to recognize the beauty in what God has made yeah. in nature, but also he's, what he's allowed man to make in maybe her churches or art. I think that could be another thing. So Sunday activity, you know, to put God first, and mm-hmm. not that it only has to be on Sunday, but that's 
a good way to, to yeah. think on organizing our life. Do we allow ourselves to wonder no, at, I love at things that. that are beautiful? I do too. And I don't live that well. That like, <laughs> as you're talking, I'm like, shoot, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, but I, it's interesting. My mind went to, you know, Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. Loving the Lord with all of your mind, like, are we taking time to, to like sharpen our mind, to learn about the truth of Jesus and the truth in the Catholic church? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Romans 12, two talks about do not be, or do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal mm-hmm. of your mind. Like mm-hmm. there is a battle going on for our minds and Amazon and Google and Hollywood and like, they want you to believe something about yourself. Yep. Instagram, they, they want you to believe something, even if it's not like a person, but like the algorithms are designed to make you to desire certain things. And are we taking steps mm. to renew our mind, to, to not conform to this world, but be transformed uh, by, by like steeping our minds in the truth of who God is and mm-hmm. who I am. And um, so that's where my mind went. But I, I mean, I really love it. It's a great the, point, Brock. I, I was reminded recently that if we are engaged in companies where they're not selling a product, we are the product. And is our mind open enough to realize that, to understand that, that we are being manipulated by companies out there and they're grabbing a hold of parts of our mind that we might not even realize or accept. And we're giving away part of our our mind to yeah. to companies that are selling us the product and we're okay with it or we don't know it, we don't realize it. Instead of coming back and saying, hold on a second, what's going on here? Am I being transformed by the renewal of my mind? I think that is awesome point. Yeah, we, we did an episode earlier with Father Mike Schmitz talking about social media. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember him on the show saying that, you know, seasons of his life where he's a little more tuned into Instagram, like he mm-hmm. is able to recognize that he's less satisfied with his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not on Instagram, but I mean, I, it makes a ton of sense that if you're constantly looking at people's best foot forward and and the polished version of themselves. And then you look in the mirror like, that's not my life. I got a lot of junk in here that you start to just be depressed and think that Mm -hmm. you're, you're less than. Um, So that's a great point. Yeah. If they're not selling you a product, you are the product. And I think that that's a way that we have to just re-engage that battle for our minds to love the Lord with all of our minds. I have a question. So we've talked about magnanimity Mm -hmm. and excellence. How do you strive to be excellent? And a lot of, a lot of our listeners, most of them are men. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're career wise or whatever it is they're trying to be excellent versus, so how do you strive for that without making it an idol, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking a lot about, right? Yeah. To love the Lord your God and not have something else be an idol, whether it's, whether it's work, whether it's a hobby, because I think we could easily probably justify in our life, man, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to be great at this. Yeah. So I my, get obsessed with it. My reflex answer is identity. Where are we placing our identity? Okay. Where do we see our value? So I, yeah, I want to be excellent in my job. I totally do. I want to be excellent as a dad. I, I want to be excellent in a lot of things. Am I finding my value there? And in my life, I have done that. And, you know, we might uh, share some of our stories with you guys in the future. And I'll, I'm happy to open up that part of my life and reveal how I did put my identity in the things of the world and not in Jesus. So we can pursue excellence, but still find our identity in the Lord. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. I, I actually think this topic is probably worthy of an entire podcast. podcast. I agree. Um, because this is a question I actually a lot of guys now in the, in the parishes here in Denver are starting to ask me like, hey, I'm supposed to be excellent. But then when I actually start kicking tail and I am excellent, it becomes an idol. For me, yeah, I think identity is a great answer. I, the concept of stewardship is has been big for me to understand that the, the parable of the 10 talents mm-hmm. where Jesus talks about the landowner who gave one guy one, one guy two, and one guy five talents. Um, I think to your point, Steve, it's important to remember that we don't own anything. 
on this earth. Yeah. Like none of it is mine. It's all God's. And I've been asked to be a steward of that yep. while I'm on earth. That requires me to be excellent and go multiply what I've been given. Mm-hmm. And that's the motivating factor. But it's so easy, so so tempting to start thinking, look how awesome I am. Look, look yeah. what's mine. Look what belongs to me. And that, if you get your identity wrong and you start thinking that way, that's where it, it becomes a, a vice. I love it. I know I would maybe add the intentionality piece to it because it's, it's recognizing for me, okay, I want to be excellent in my job, but my first priority is my vocation. Mm-hmm. And so how am I creating a life in the home with obviously with my wife, but how am I creating with her that life? So my children are flourishing, which mm-hmm. means I have to be present at least at certain moments. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how am I on Sundays or, or in the evenings being present and, and creating an opportunity there and sacrificing, well, if I need to get something done, then I, I have to wait till they're in bed or the, you know what I mean? Like finding the prioritization in my life so that I can still enter into that. Doesn't mean there's different seasons of right. really busy or I was just gone for a really long time or this because of this exceptional experience or opportunity. But then how, how am I entering in when I'm home and taking advantage of that and making sure that God is the center of my life, then my family and then I strive because that's part of being excellent too. Mm-hmm. It's as the father, that's which is more important than than I think my job, which you want to be excellent in that too. But there is a certain level; one's more important than the First other. First fruits, yeah, yeah. What a great topic! Again, we are looking at Scripture, Luke ten, um, where the scholar says, "Teacher, what must I do to inher- inherit eternal life?" And this is just part one of two. Part one again to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind. And we tackled that a little bit today. We're going to jump into how do we love our neighbor as yourself in part two of inheriting eternal life. That's it for the today on the Man Catholic Podcast. Be sure to give us a subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Please share this with your brothers, with your friends, that uh, we can continue to reach more men out there with uh, some good thoughts on how we can become great Catholic men. That's it. God bless. (laughs) 